Today's topic is how to identify your obstacles and create a success plan to move past them. So it's kind of a long title, but it's important. How much good does it do you to identify your obstacle if you don't plan to overcome? There's a decision to be made to overcome. And so uh, looking at the obstacle just for the obstacle's sake will just keep you in the obstacle. Is that any fun? No. Every destiny will be contested. Your destiny will not come forth without facing some giants in the land, understanding what obstacles are facing you and making a plan to succeed. And so that's the framework for what we're going to be talking about today. So how many of you are happy with exactly where you are right now? And you say, you know what? If nothing changes between now and December 31st, I'm good. Anybody? Because if, you know, y'all could take a nap if that's you. (laughs) None of us are exactly where we want to be. And that's because God is a God who's on the move. God is a God who has called you to something. God doesn't call you to coast. God doesn't cause us to settle. Settling is the enemy of accomplishing your destiny in God. So I'm going to talk just for a very few minutes. Uh, It would be good for you to get something to take notes with if this is a subject that's resonating with you. Because you have a choice what you're going to do with what you are about to hear. And when you act on what you have heard, I want to tell you, God begins to move on your behalf because he says there's a faithful servant. There's somebody who wants to know. There's somebody who's going to act on what I've given them. So you want to be an active note taker in your spiritual walk and your professional walk. So here we go. Ready? Number one, identify your biggest obstacle. Even now, it's probably coming to mind. Identify the thing that just stares you in the face every time you think about accomplishing your destiny and the things that God has put before you this year. For some of you, it will be your very own doubt. The voices in your head when you lay your head down at night tell you things like, you'll never do it. You're not smart enough. It's too late. The lies abound and the enemy has a real of saved up messages that he'll play for you. But you know what? We don't even need him to play them. We usually play them ourselves. And so let's just get real honest that sometimes our biggest obstacle is our own viewpoint or our own doubt. But you may have an obstacle that is an external enemy or accuser. This is very real in the body of Christ as well, that you will face real opposition in the form of other people accusing you or others coming against you. It could even be in your workplace. It could be in your family. And I I hate to even think that, but it's true. It can happen. Oftentimes, your vision is so big that the people closest to you can't embrace it or choose not to. Why? It might mean they're going to get left behind. It may mean that they knew you when you were 12 with braces on your teeth and you were a brat and they can't possibly picture you now as a really successful entrepreneur changing the world, disrupting the market. You know, it can come in many different ways. But before we can go any further, you must identify your one biggest obstacle. So right now I'm going to take a sip of this latte and I'm going to ask you to write down or uh, jot down or record or type. What you believe today, this is for your eyes only, what do you believe today is your biggest obstacle? And just write down the first thing that comes to mind. Joseph had an obstacle. Joseph had big dreams too. 
Joseph was betrayed by family, the ones he thought he could trust. Joseph ended up in a pit and later in a prison. Joseph, however, knew something about how to plan for a successful exit from his prison. And here's how we know that. When the time came that his reputation preceded him as an interpreter of dreams, Pharaoh had a dream he couldn't figure out. In fact, two of them. And one of those who had benefited from Joseph's ministry in the prison said, you know, there's a guy named Joseph who can interpret a dream. Pharaoh called him hastily. I was reading this this morning in my dad's old big Bible, and I think it's the King James Schofield Study Bible, and it said, Pharaoh called Joseph up hastily, like right now, like get in here, get that man out of the prison, get him down here. Did he have time, I ask you right now, for a five-year inner healing program? No. No. Joseph, I am so amazed at how he came out went into the court. Pharaoh said, I've got these dreams that need to be interpreted. And the first words of Joseph's mouth are, God is telling you something. God is telling you what he's about to do. He did not come out wounded. He did not come out offended. He did not come out ranting and raving about his pain. As human beings, this is one of our most critical lessons to learn. And that is to keep a very short list of offenses. So we know that Joseph had to resolve offense in the prison, not when he got out. So your plan for success, based on some of the tips we can pick up from Joseph's story, are number one, to deal with offenses very quickly. You do not want to give offense a place, a fertile place in your heart, like a seedbed to grow up into bitterness, which in full-blown measure actually brings death. You don't want to be a seedbed for offense. It does not serve you. And if you're into that mentality that is saying, you know what? They're going to have to pay. If you find yourself just thinking stuff like that, that's just a big caution. Like, like get in your prayer closet. Forgive. Whether anyone said a thing to you about being sorry, forgive, forgive, forgive. And get your mind clear. You cannot develop your gifts with an offended spirit. You might crimp along a little bit, limp along a little bit, but you will not flow in your gifts if you're nursing an offended spirit. So deal with offense. Then boldly exercise your gifts. We know Joseph was boldly exercising his gifts in the prison, and that helped him be ready and be fresh and be on his game, so to speak, when Pharaoh called him out and said, I need this dream interpreted. Now, When Joseph began to interpret the dream, he told Pharaoh very clearly what the dream represented. And he said, you know, this is a confirmation from God. You've had two dreams. One confirms the other. You've seen it two different ways, one with cows, one with sheep. And so uh, the Lord used Joseph to not only interpret it, but say it's confirmed by God. And in the very next verse, I love this, Joseph begins to advise Pharaoh what to do. Now, who in their right mind would come out of a king's prison and go in and presume to tell him what to do? Only a man who'd been humbled in the prison. Only a man who refused to entertain offense. Only a man who had kept his pipeline to the Lord open and full and flourishing could then immediately with humility 
again, advising Pharaoh, you should find a man who is wise. You should put this man in charge. You should have him uh, anoint or appoint officers under him. And as he spelled out the whole plan, the scripture says it sounded good to Pharaoh. It sounded good. Now, when Joseph was in that prison, do you think he envisioned he would ever come out and be consulting Pharaoh and eventually being named to the second highest post in the land? Is that not incredible? You've heard the story so many times. I have two children's stories if you were raised in Sunday school or in church. But I want to tell you, this is a full-on marketplace story on steroids that has got everything you need to overcome your obstacle and step into success. So as you think about your obstacle, one of the very first things you're going to do today is deal with offense before your head hits the pillow tonight. Get alone, get with God, write a forgiveness letter if you need to, or if you need to call a friend, do it. Get that stuff out of there. It is poison to your future. Offense is poison to your future. Then you're going to say, oh, Lord, how can I be bold right now exercising my gifts anywhere you give me an opportunity? It may be someone at the grocery store. It may be someone in the post office. You may think this person is is, uh, not famous. They're not of much consequence. Hey, that's not the point. The point is who's God going to put in front of you that needs to hear from him through you today? And it could be a simple thing, but you got to get your gifts flowing again. And so as you operate in boldness, as you get your gifts going again, you are going to literally create your own future. And we're going to talk more about how you create a transformational future um, next week, as well as at our Impact 19 conference, which is fast approaching. And I will tell you this, we have early registration prices. The very best prices available are posted on the web, even as we speak. And those end in just a few days on September 30th. So you want to get your ticket now in the early or pre-registration season. And that website is impact19.7m-pact.org. And we will have plenty of time in our workshops, in our worship, in our prayer, in all of the times that are crafted over this three-day gathering you to go deep in the application of these truths 